Hello everybody and welcome to another exciting edition of the Tartan Tabletop Podcast, Scotland's most... I can't think of a new word to say, I've said sexy, I've said mysterious, what can we go with here? Luscious. Um, luscious. Um, D&D uh, live play, or actual play experience I suppose, we'll fuck this up for the start guys, but anyway, joining me, <laughs> your humble DM Josh Aitken as per usual, we have the wonderful Alex Bath, Niall Curran, Sam Stewart and Lauren McColgan. Filmed in front of a live studio audience, there we go, how's everyone, how we all been? Oh, not bad. Grand. Yeah, good. Doing well. Those tax me taxes got me down, but I'm 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 making it through. Oh, you doing your tax return? Oh, well, I mean, I did it, but previously, but you know, it's still weighing over my head. Cutting edge content already. It's de- <laughs> <laughs> already depressing in this podcast. Uh, not everybody's depressed about their taxes. It's just us self-employed folks. <laughs> So donate money to our <laughs> please. Well, we've got uh, we've got some sort of website, don't we? I don't we've know. got a buy me a coffee link. There you go. Give us money. Jump that and give us money. We have nominated this week to keep things uh, concise. We've nominated someone to do a little uh, recap of last week's episode, and it's the the wonderful Niall that's going to do his oh, best God. here to remember what happened last time we recorded. So Niall, take it away. Right. So uh, two episodes ago, we killed that dude. Uh, Roe smashed the skull in. Uh, then uh, PA ripped off his arm uh, to make it look like the wire chapel stripper. Uh, I'm saying it a lot. We then, oh, uh, what's it called? Big Big Ben, Big Brother, Mister Aitken. Big Brother, yeah. Big Brother uh, pulled his arse out of the ground and uh, like started <laughs> patrolling the streets with a big light. And we were like, do we go in the sewer? Do we go in the street or do we go on the roof? We picked the sewer. We went into the sewer, chatted about the sewer for a bit. That was fun. Uh, we found a little like, hidey hole. Uh, then PT shot a rat man in the chest. Uh, panicked about it. Uh, some turtles vowed revenge against PT. Some very radical turtles. Very radical turtles. Tubular. <laughs> uh, then PT gave his guns to Braxton. And then we went, we got to, was it the Royal Albert Hall, Josh? Or Albot? Royal Albot Hall. Royal Albot Hall. And we fought a bunch of robotic hip thrusts. Robotic hip thrusts, yes, correct. I believe the plural of hip thrust is hip thry. Hip thry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a school of hip thry. And then we left <laughs> off, we left off last session as the building started to like spin like a mad gyroscope and we got flung out a window. I'll add on to that. That was very good, Niall, but I will add on. As you got flung out, you got flung out the front door um, and as you sort of leaped out, you didn't find ground below you. Um, you saw that you were hundreds of feet above the uh, rooftops of Robot London around you. Um, so you're in a pretty, pretty dire situation, guys. Pretty dire. Some uh, dire straits going on there, eh? <laughs> Anywho, without further ado, shall we begin, unless anyone has any questions? No. Let's go. Okay, okay. Let's get cracking. An old, rusted trawler ship floating peacefully on the outer rim of Robot London's atmosphere creaks and wanes with the tide-like rhythm of the space around it, joining the choir of similar mechanical commotion emanating from the, the thousand or so ships around it. The 
rough and tumble robot crew of the ship in question lie strewn about the deck, hats pulled down over their lenses deeply in standby mode, all save a singular cabin boy. This sleep cycles elected watchbot or watchman, a little funny pun to start us off. He yawns and tugs on the. <laughs> Something funny, Alex. <laughs> I was just laughing. You, you were like, it's a little funny pun to start us off. And then we all sat there stony-faced. Listen, <laughs> writing's hard, guys, okay? He, the little robot cabin boy, uh, he yawns and sort of tugs on his steel woolen sweater uh, that his grandmother welded for him. Uh, and although... <laughs> oh, so you laugh at that one. So that was funny. That was good, though. Although for... Many hours he'll stand without saying as much as one word to anyone. Loneliness eh, eludes him. He stares out into the distance as a mechanical albatross circles around. He watches it duck and weave, drawing strange and untraceable patterns through the dark heavens. How good it must feel, he thinks. And then, as if from nowhere, a decision is made and the albatross hurtles back towards the planet below for reasons the cabin boy surmises secret to all but itself. The albatross bursts down through the clouds, hurtling at immense speeds, the city below growing closer and closer and closer until the bird spreads its platinum feathers and catches the smoky breeze skating narrowly between the chimney tops and slate roofs, corkscrewing through blasts of steam and soot. And then, back up again, with a rhythmic beat of its wing and a grimace of exertion, it begins to climb once more high into the sky, the sheet of clouds covering the path above, growing closer and closer and closer, until... At about a hundred feet up, a large plasmoid man wearing a suit comes tumbling through, smashing the bird with the same effect as a steam train colliding with a trifle. Uh, the rest of you follow. <laughs> you are a hundred feet off of the ground and falling rapidly. What do you do? Is Pete is Pete now riding the albatross, or is he like been the albatross is about the size of? Like it's a small, it's a lot smaller than Petey. Uh, the bird has been smashed to pieces by Petey's sort of terminal velocity. Oh. Right. Ah! It's a bit inside me. Sky waves his magic hands, claps them together, and just grabs maybe one or two of those metal feathers and casts feather fall on the rest of us. Can you cast that on everyone? Uh, yeah, one cast of feather fall targets up to five falling creatures within. 60 feet of me. Cool. You guys feel the wind around you start to catch you a little bit more, almost like you yourself were parachutes. Um, as you turn to see Sky doing a strange dance through the sky with these like platinum feathers as they like catch the light and shine, uh, and you all start to like slow down, uh, and although still falling, um, the, the actual weight of that falls away. 
um, and you've got some time now. I believe you fall a lot. Is it you fall slower with Feather So we still fall fairly quick. It says like roughly 60 feet per round. It just negates any sort of harm. You know, we're protected from the harm of gravity. Cool. You're still making your way down fairly quick, um, but you can feel the magic around you and you all sort of know... Um, you know, what's up, that you're, you're all going to be okay. Is there anything you'd like to do or say to each other before you sort of hit the ground here? Don't worry, gang. I got us. Um, but also, why did that theatre suddenly turn into a teleporting, spinning, whizzing machine thing? That was so weird. <laughs> you know, uh, Hip Thrust, uh, he's, uh, as, as I said, just five seconds ago, he's a very powerful te- technology man. Fuck, I'm covered in feathers. While we're up here, can we see him? You have a look around. Um, it's hard to see. You're sort of still sort of spinning and falling, and there's clouds and stuff as you're sort of shouting across to each other. Anyone can roll me um, a perception check uh, with advantage. Oh, how very kind. That is a nat one. I got 24. Cool. So with those checks, Pete first and foremost, but on that one, uh, you have the feathers of a dead metal bird stuck in your what would be your eyeballs. Um, it's now a lot of it lodged into your bones. Um, we'll see what happens with that later on. But you now have pieces of metal bird lodged in your inner bones. Um, the rest of you uh, sort of are able to steady yourselves in the air and sort of hit like a, an even, um, like kind of belly down sort of para, uh, parachuter, sort of base jumper sort of um, position. Um, you look around first below and you see that the city itself seems to recoil and scream as you get closer and closer as you see floods of citizens running in terror from the the site in which the Royal Albert Hall once stood. You crane your head back to sea and in its place now a colossus of metal and machinery, a titan built from parts of the very city itself, its head made from the hall that you had once stood in, body, arms and legs pieced together from leviathan cogs and chains, tons of rusted scrap metal, body parts evidently gathered from the city's deceased sort of make up the smaller, more intricate parts, um, as you see what looks like piles of like robot heads and dead eyes staring back at you from its arms, with a huge... You feel and see the building top shake and pieces of crumble. As the clouds and smoke part around it and as you come closer and closer to the ground, basically hitting the ground as it is, you see a monstrous pair of golden spandex pants covering the megabot's groin. A voice rings out. I am up to thrust prime. It's boogie time. As you guys reach the ground, as this thing sort of starts and steadies itself and gets ready to uh, start making some some horror and terror, what would you guys like to do? Do you know, if we had any kind of budget on this show, that'd be the coolest mini ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's going on out there? Uh, oh, uh, Hip-, Hip Thrust has made a giant robot in his image using dead body parts and pieces of building, it appears like. Uh, it's wearing giant gold pants. I know you'd be asking if it was or it wasn't. 
that tracks. Okay. <laughs> Can we pull the feathers out of Petey? Yeah, someone roll me a medicine check to pull the feathers out of Petey. That's sort of something I'm relatively good at. I got an 18 for medicine. 18 for medicine, you very dexterously uh, poke your fingers through Petey's gooey head and yank the yank the fucking uh, metal feathers out. <laughs> Just another day at the office. As you guys are doing this, you're sort of standing on a, a sort of fairly common um, robot London street. Um, people are rushing by you, panicking. You hear folks shouting like, It's the end of days! Uh, robots falling over each other and scrambling. Oh, the Church of Big Brother was right! We should have listened! As they're all sort of like punching each other out the way. Um, what would you like to do? Where is Big Brother right now? Roll, uh, what did you get for perception, sorry? 24. 24. Um, on that same 24, you saw it coming down. It's at the opposite end of the city, by the look of it. Um, on a 24, you get the impression it, it, it hasn't moved to look across at this, and from what you can still see, it's not engaging with it. It seems to be on some kind of autopilot, Big Brother. Like it's, it's on a predetermined sort of route it's taking, and it's just repeating the same message as it said previously, the, the kind of Time before at this group. Could could we theoretically run across its path and then get it to follow us to the giant hip thrust? Theoretically. Hey, Axel, uh, who's fast here? Um, uh, I can be pretty, pretty fast. fast. Yeah. You guys can be fast. I I'm I'm relatively fast. I I, I can roll into a ball and just kind of like roll uh, like sausage. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how fast I can run. Uh, these are uh, brand new, you know, uh, plasmoid leather shoes. Could you perhaps uh, call Meadow and have Meadow get us there faster? Meadow, okay. Meadow! Coochie coochie go! <laughs> Meadow, baby, you coming? Squat! Hey, how you doing? You hear her um, as she flies round the side of a large sort of tower building uh, and lands directly next to you and um, as she does that uh, you guys look across and see Optithrust Prime sort of smashing his fist through multiple buildings at the edge of the streets sort of kicking down uh, robot orphanages and stamping on any civilian that tries to run uh, I'm going to make a little check for him because he's actively looking for you guys so I'm going to start making rolls right now um, for him looking for you is sort of every kind of few things that you guys do. I'm going to move robotically. <laughs> going to move robotically. Roll me a performance check. Oh yeah. Sky says, oh, good point, and joins in. Same check. That is a nine for performance. You've been in enough clubs and pubs to have at least dabbled in the robot. She starts out of dancing. You don't look like an actual robot, but you're doing the dance pretty well, bro. You're, you're kind of jiving. If anything, it's drawing attention. <laughs> hey, don't, don't dance. Don't dance in front of this guy. He won't like it. He'll see it and he'll come for his baby. He doesn't like the dancing. He only doesn't like it if someone dances better than him. I probably will dance worse than him, so it might be all right. Hey, you, you move you, you move good, you know? It's like, I got bones now, you got bones. It doesn't matter. Sky would love to, like, scan the res surrounding, is the word, not resounding, surrounding area uh, for any, like, bot cops, any police cops that might know more about the Big Brother mech. Police cops. Uh, roll <laughs> me a perception check. 
Uh, that would be a 14. You don't see any in the immediate vicinity, um, but on a 14, you, towards where Optifirst Prime is, sort of far at the end of the street, or where he's just sort of been and stamped past, uh, you see an overturned uh, large robot, sort of wagon-esque robot that you recognise as Paddy, that you'd been inside. Oh, no. oh, guys, we could go ask Paddy the Paddy Wagon, what's the deal with the Big Brother robot? before we jump on Meadow while we're waiting on Meadow to come. Not Sky using his Christian name. (laughs) (laughs) Guy bolts for Paddy. You start bolting down the street, sort of like skipping over um, like rubble and like fallen robots and stuff and, and sort of parkouring your way uh, through fallen chimney tops and things like that. Are everyone following? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay here and keep shouting for Meadow. Meadow's landed, by the way. I don't know if I was clear. Meadow's with you. I'll go over and I'll start. I'll get. I'll stay with her and give her a pat. Cool. Um, she looks quite tired. Obviously, um, the things we spoke about before. She's sort of rapidly aging, um, but she looks okay. She's not, you know, going to die in the next moment or so. Um, so you stay with her and give her a pat. The rest of you rush your way over um, as Optithrust um, sort of moves in the other direction, sort of deeper into Wild Chapel. Um, you reach Paddy. Uh, the overturned sort of huge robot wagon. Um, it's on his side, his lenses flickering, fuses sparking. Uh, the door that you guys had entered sort of into his innards, I suppose, uh, where you'd been transported, uh, lies dented and sort of hanging off its hinges. Um, he doesn't say anything as you approach. Paddy? 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 Who's there? Governor, <laughs> it's it's us, those uh, non-robot heroes from outer space. Speak for yourself. The ones that were inside of me. Yes, yes, the ones we were we were inside of you. That is correct. That's not weird for him, Sky. That's like his whole thing. That's just normal for him. I know, but I, I, I'm young. I cringe at these things. <laughs> <laughs> Self-aware king. You've got to get out of here. You've got to get out while you can. Look, look obviously a big, big bad robot, but it seems like the, the the big thing from the front of the police station is also a big robot. Could it fight it? I'm going to make a roll for him here. Will you roll, Josh? I'm going to shout to Sky from Meadow, but ask him if we'll still get the bounty if we kill Hip Thrust. Not now, Petey. <laughs> no one's piloted big brother for well, at least been in the control room for a, a long long time I don't even know how you'd get up there the only entrance is through the eye <laughs> well uh I don't know if you've heard Paddy Wagon but uh I'm one hell of a pilot Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Braxton has no clout on this planet. (laughs) Does Paddy look like a couple of mending cantrips could do him some good? Uh, No, Paddy is Paddy's on his way out, bro. Paddy's not doing good. He looks at you as you get closer to sort of, uh, you know, determine that uh, sky. He's like, young man, you've got to save Robot London. Can you promise me that? Uh, I, th- I think Mr. Braxton can. 
Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to put my name Not down Mr. on that Braxton. one. <laughs> I'm talking to you. But he's he's the pilot. Um, sure. Oh, don't make promises to a, a fatally wounded robot. But yes, yes, I can. I can save the city. One last thing. To all of you. As his, his voice sort of picks up. Climb inside of me. For one last time. Sure. Don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> can, can I ask you, Patty? Uh, is it how many pilots are required to uh, to pilot this robot? Is is it like that well-known movie on my planet, Pacific Rim, where you need two pilots, or <laughs> or is it four, <laughs> like Power Rangers, Megazord? Is it? A, yeah, I was gonna say, is it a Zord? I'm just a simple wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I couldn't fit through the doors personally, so I don't know. Well, why don't we fit through your doors personally one last time? <laughs> I'd like that very much. And Sky turns to everybody and gives them like a you know a stare and like, come on, the, the guy's dying. Let's you know, let's do him this respect. Uh, you guys climb in, and it's just really weird. Like this is just like climbing into like a large tumble dryer that's broke. Like the doors still open. You guys are just like sitting inside of him, and it's like, I can feel your warmth. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus, come on everybody, go round and round. Round and round, all day day long. long. I hope nothing weird and creepy's going on down there, the city's been blown up. (laughs) Um, You feel a sort of... A slight vibration, a sort of humming of uh, electricity, and then nothing as Paddy stops responding to you. Well, I really hope he likes that song, or he's, he knows it. We really gave this guy a funeral, and then when um, Pipperty Popperton died, we threw rotten tomatoes at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the robot orphan <laughs> with one leg. <laughs> um, you guys are inside a corpse now, so what do you want to do? Yeah, anyway, should we get back to Meadow? <laughs> and this is like a police vehicle. Is there anything cool in here that we can take? Looting the body from the inside out. Roll me investigation. Can I investigate too? Or can I help? Anyone. You can give help. You can give Ro help. Ro, you get help. Uh, 16. 16. On a 16, you don't find anything like weapons or anything, but you do find Paddy's badge. Oh. So you can take that if you wish. Go for it. You take his badge and you guys head out into the streets. Um, are you sort of heading back towards Meadow, yeah? Yeah. This area's sort of quieted down. It's just like rubble and devastation, but anyone that would be here that's al- that was alive is either dead or has fled somewhere else. Um, you could hear from the footsteps that Optifrust Prime is near, but not sort of in a sort of one-mile vicinity. He's further than maybe like a mile away. As you sort of rush towards uh, Meadow, um, and you'll start climbing on, uh, where are you heading? Towards Big Brother, no? Yeah, I would say so. Could, if, it, if we have to get in through its eye, we could land on its on its head, you know? Braxton, you'll, you'll fly Meadow, I'll stay here in the middle, and I'll, you know, I'll give her some pets and some claps, and I'll make sure she feels good. Hey, Meadow, this, you know, you, I wrote you before, this, you, know, you, you can trust Braxton, he's a nice guy, huh? And you know what, Meadow? I'm one hell of a pilot. 
she goes, she goes, she goes, squawk, and you know in your heart that she's sort of going, okay. <laughs> God damn it! If we were back on Zarbalon Seven, <laughs> where I won the Zarbalon Grand Prix, and <laughs> um, you fucking you guys take off. Uh, flying out of the sky as you do uh, I'm going to make a roll uh, with advantage for Optimus Prime looking for you because you're sort of flying at his eye level now um, or their eye level now this is pterodactyl racing as you say that out loud <laughs> uh, he hears the, the cringe line you've just said and he turns in your exact direction Optimus, Optimus Prime and he goes oh there you are sexy little mamas it's time to get down uh, he reaches one big long sort of chain arm across to Big Bot, which I've put in brackets as Big Ben because I couldn't think of a better pun, um, and rips the top half of it off, propping it up on his shoulders like a huge sort of monumental javelin. Uh, his middle body from the hips starts spinning round faster and faster, and you hear him say, Looks like you jive turkeys have gobbled gobbled your last as he releases the top half of Big Ben and hurtles our big bot and hurtles it at you like a javelin. Now this is like a fucking massive tower building made of metal. Um so if everyone could roll me a, a deck saving throw, please. And I'll I'll roll for Meadow. Is there any way I can give Meadow some help? Uh, you can either roll for yourself or give Meadow the help action. <sighs> See, but I have good decks. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll for myself. I think because I have decent decks. I got fourteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Right, one better. Fucking hell. <laughs> Twenty-five. Oh fucking hell! Right, okay. Jesus. I was happy with my twenty-two. You know. <laughs> I got one million. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad's the uncle of Nintendo. <laughs> you guys see this huge like unavoidable chunk of metal and wires and, and horrible fucking things flying towards you it's moving too quick for you to move around so you just have to brace for impact on all of your very high rolls um, at the last second you jump just separate from meadow Embrace you huddle up, everything goes dark. The meadow rolled very low. Very, very low. So I'm gonna roll some damage here for meadow. Um Niall, while I'm doing this, while I'm doing this, why don't you tell the people at home how much meadow means to you? Oh god. I don't know. I, I I grew up around this is me personally, I'll tell you about Pete in a second, but I grew up around animals and there's something about uh, when you lose a pet and you feel really, really shitty about it, and then another animal comes into your life, like a, a new dog or a new cat, and let you take a wee while to trust it almost because it's 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 not you know it's not that one that you know that you had that main attachment to, and then you grow to love it, and you grow to love it not just for being a cute pet, but for being that cute pet that made you feel better at a very low point. I think that's for me and Peter. Please don't kill her. <laughs> Please. Smoke and ash covers you all. Not only is your vision impaired, but you feel your throat, everyone other than Roe, I suppose, your throat's drying and your lungs wheezing from the sheer 
volume of dust and debris, the sound of buzzing wires and sparking electricity echo from all sides as distant screams of panic and confusion fade away. The thunderous boom of giant footsteps pauses. As the air around you clears, you find yourselves in a small cavern almost of debris and junk. You are in the inner column of the clock tower that was launched at you, um, originally used as a weapon to kill you, is now acting as cover, as momentary cover. A brief chance to recuperate and plan ahead. The many dead littered around you make it clear that this isn't just your own lives in danger, but indeed everyone in this city. Petey, you open your eyes. You look around and you do not see Meadow and you do not hear her call. What do you personally do? Braxton. Hey, uh, could you give me my guns? Please? Yeah, that's, uh, that's okay. I'll hand over Petey's pistols. I'll give you these back in a minute. As you guys sit in silence, the task in front of you feels impossible. Um, I'm going to give you a moment to sort of talk amongst yourselves, sort of plan. Um, you have a little bit of time here. Um, so it's up to you as how you would like to proceed. Would we have enough time to, like, rest at all? I knew one of you fuckers was going to ask me that. No, <laughs> we don't. Like a short rest. You don't have a... Uh, what's the shortest short rest you can take? One hour. No, you don't have an hour. Okay. I've got, I've got a spell slot or two I could use to do a teleport or two. But I'm not sure. Depending on how tall these robots are, I'm not even sure if it's enough to get us from the ground to the eye. So getting getting up to this robot's eye might be a we challenge. We might have to do a, a Shadow of the Colossus and climb the robot. Oh. Hey, uh, hey Ro. You're, uh... I know you're a more advanced model than uh, these robots, but Wada still fucks you guys up, huh? Yeah. Right. If we can get up to the top, I pull out... Uh, I forgot the name of the jug. So on my character sheet, it just says Big Fucking Jar. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to go, this can make a fuck ton of water. We just, uh, I leave it up there. We get up to the top. I leave it up, pouring the water out of the jug. Or uh, it was uh, beer it made. Uh, beer, water, same thing. I, I, I can, all I can make until I take a long rest, a short rest. But uh, I leave this over. Some beer will f- flow out of it. And it'll uh, short circuit the robot. We just need to get up here. That's how we take it down. So you want to go up onto uh, onto the uh, hip thrust robot? You you want to go up there? I uh, I have a suggestion. Um, I will run out of here, shooting my pistols off into the air at the robot, and provide a distraction. You. Uh, one of you guys can do like you're teleporting, you're mad like I'm in this place and in that place. And uh, you can get up there and you can leave the jug and leave the water and then you can get out. And, uh, and you know, I'll be fine. I'll go back into the sewers if it comes after me. But it'll give you that time to do what you got to do. What if two of us pilot Big Brother and two of us go on a mission to short circuit hip thrust robot 
But we, we don't know that two is enough to pilot Big Brother. Well, we could we could get all four of us up to Big Brother and then walk Big Brother on over. Was Big Brother what was chucked at us? So Big Brother is, is Botland Yard. It's Big Botland oh, Yard. okay. Sort of unrooted itself from the ground and became a big, huge robot with a huge eye. Um, what I will say is, is they are about heights with each other. Um... So the only sort of building around here or any sort of stable structure around here that matches the height of Optithirst Prime in terms of if you were to jump from one place to another or anything like that would be from Big Brother. So the easiest way to get to Optithirst Prime is to all of us to get to Big Brother first? I would say so, yes. For some, for all of you to get to Big Brother, um, see how many people are needed to sort of pilot that and then whoever's left to... Send in with the water. Yeah. Everybody happy with that plan? Let's do it. Let's do it. That sounds good. That sounds good. Cool. As you guys sort of come to that conclusion, you hear footsteps approaching closer and closer, and you hear a voice. Where are you? It's time to dance, little babies. And you hear what first sounds like clawing almost, high above your heads in this cavern and then you realise it's digging Optifrost Prime is digging its way in here to try and find you we gotta go, we gotta go now come on, on your feet, let's go what's the easiest way out of here? you could uh, sort of climb out and through the big clock face, you can see it as you're on the sort of side um, so there is a large sort of what the clock face would be in front of you with some gaps and holes in it um, you could probably squeeze your way out of there um, and then it's just a, a big run to, to Big Brother While we're doing that, can I uh, roll an investigation check for Meadow? Roll me an investigation check uh, That is it's only an 11 uh, on an 11, you don't see any sign of it in here. Okay, uh, which way out, Preston? Where are we going? I reckon we go through this clock face. We stay close to the buildings. He might not be able to see us from as high up as he is. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. You guys start squeezing your way out. Now, this sort of journey you're going to make here, are you doing it stealthily or are you just trying to book it? Stealthily? What? Should we sneak? Nope. Every, oh, no. the, lo- the longer it takes for us to do this the more these robots is going to be killing the, you know I think we just gotta go baby we just gotta run I gotta go with Petey on this one you snooze you lose alright let's do it Sky gets out a spellboard and says hoorah <laughs> Jesus Christ I need every one of you to roll me a athletics check um, sky with advantage because you've got your board. I've got some uh, some tomfoolery here, Josh. Hit me with it. I love tomfoolery. How how windy is it today? <sighs> as windy as you would need it to be for whatever shit you're trying to pull. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say to Sky quickly. Hold on a second, kid. I'm gonna take off all my. I'm gonna like squeeze out of all my clothes real quick, and um, take off all, take out all my bones, <laughs> squeeze them in my violin case, and like fight to get the latch closed. And then, uh, you know how I said I like to go flat. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> now, uh, 
This is a one-time thing, baby, okay? This ain't gonna be happening every day. Do you understand? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Sky, I want you to sail me. <laughs> <laughs> Sky struggles to, like, wrap his head around the logistics of how this could ever come to be. Okay, how 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 big is your board, kid? Uh, you know, it's like it's like it's it's like a, it's smaller than a surfboard, bigger than a skateboard. Right? Could all could Braxton and Roll fit on the board? Two of you could fit on the board. Fat shaming. Two of you, as in you, as the sail, PA, and and um, two other people. One of you couldn't. Okay. Roll probably has the best athletics. I would imagine. What I will say is, if you're sort of the way this would work, you could f- theoretically fly this. Like, it's, you could fly this just up to the top of Big Brother, but it would leave one of you on the ground or two, depending on how you wanted to do it. Uh, Josh. Yeah. I have um, fine steed as a, uh, like my last spell slot, but it's um, like a girl boss like motorbike. So it would still like <laughs> it's like a <laughs> it's like a pink and purple like sort of um, Dua Lipa esque let's ride. Okay, right. I have a plan. I have a plan. Okay, roll. You gotta go vroom vroom, baby. You gotta rev that bike. I'm gonna be a rope. I'm gonna be a rope between the the board and the bike, and I'll pull the bike on the back. You drive really fast, and then then what we'll do is I'll go. Big flat, big flat, and I'll wrap, <laughs> I'll wrap around Sky and Braxton, and I'll wrap around the board. The speed of inertia, and then the wind will pull us up into the air like a beautiful sail. We will fly into the sky like I did with metal. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna get emotional. I will fly up. Then, row, you're gonna jump as high as you can, baby, off that bike. Grab the bottom of the board and kick like you're swimming. You know, get a bit of air going. I don't swim. <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> hey, you can swim in the sky, baby. We can do this. We can do this. Josh had the most done with a shit face <laughs> that entire time. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I will allow it because it's cool as fuck. I'm just trying to think, what, what are the roles for this? Why do you have to be a rope, Nail? We just have so rope. That, to, to pull. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have rope. Yeah. But it's kind of cool if he's like a stringy rope, because I'm like... <laughs> just because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we just need to tie, then we just need to tie a bit of rope to the end of the board. Oh my god, the, the motorbike could slingshot, because the motorbike will be yeah. faster than the board. The, the motorbike can drag us and then like try and like do like a, a handbrake turn and like slingshot us up. I'm still on my learners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you here? Are you calling this uh, fine steed, Lauren? Yeah, I'll like hit a little like button, and it's like beep beep. You do beep beep, and you just hear. As this motorbike skids round the corner, it's blaring, it's blaring Dua Lipa out its speakers, man. And this like pink fucking motorbike appears right in front of you, um, and it stops before you. You brought the bad bitch bike with you. I don't remember you having it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, on the you, insurance. Yeah, do you have like a portal link back to like the known? Because we should just jump through that. Sky, I've never <laughs> known where this bike comes from, where it goes. It's on our 
Our bounty hunter's insurance. The bad bitch bike is it's more of a lifestyle thing than it is really. It's this, yeah. you know, only bad bitches can ride it, so, and bad bitches go everywhere. So, this okay. appears in front of you. Ro, you're getting on, ready to, ready to drive. Um, what the fuck is happening? I tie a rope to the boards, from the board to the motorbike. Now, you said that in the exact same tone of voice when you say, Niall has this bit where he talks about the film Face Off, and Niall always goes, I take off his face and put it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you said that in the exact same I turn myself into a rope and I tie it to the bottom. <laughs> Pandemonium. <laughs> okay. I tied the rope to the bike. And then... Cool. <laughs> and then I, I tie it to the board. And then... Uh, I wrap... I kind of... I go... I like... Kind of... Like a loose sail. But... Um, Sky can only really see... Like over his eyes. Because uh, the flat of Petey... Is kind of enveloping him right now. And Braxton, so that when they drive, they're more aerodynamic. Cool. You guys, boom, head off. Um, just a quick question on the hoverboard: who's at the front and who's at the back? I I would be fronting it up because I'm I'm keeping the direction. I, I I'm the one who knows how to ride this thing. Braxton, do you have your arms round Sky's waist tightly? Let's ride. This is the, the the most fucking girl boss moment any of you have ever lived in your entire lives. Sky's actually a little shorter than Braxton, so he'd either have to squat a little to get around the waist, or it'd have to be over the shoulders a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm doing like over the shoulders. I've got my I've got my chin resting on Sky's shoulder, so I'm like really tight. Yes, that's hot. That's hot. Um, you guys, vroom, head off. Um, the rules I am going to need. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a, a real buzzkill right now earlier this was just a straight athletics check from everybody we we have caused some creativity there's going to be animal handling bad bitch check <laughs> turning yourself into a parachute check <laughs> roll me your driver's license check <laughs> I would like from you Ro um, a constitution check and I'll explain why you are skidding through the street here a lot of stuff is blowing up around you. This big robot's chasing you, grabbing you, and for a second, you struggle to find the bad bitch within you. The fuck? Can I give the help action by uh, shouting to roll to slay bitch? Say it in character. <laughs> slay bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have advantage on that. Niall, that was such a bard move. Do you normally play bards? No, bro. Niles is a sort of fighter barbarian type character normally. Oh, interesting. Mm. <laughs> uh, that was a 19. 19, the bad bitch is rife within you. If not for a second does it falter as you're skidding by debris and you know what? There's crowds in the way, you don't give a fuck. You're going straight through crowds of helpless robots because you've got a place to fucking be. Um, Petey. I need a strength check from you to just hold strength. your position. Yep. I mean, I don't even have my... Even with my bones, it only put my strength up from a 10 to an 11, which gave me no bonus. There was no bonus to having the bones the whole time. DC's 12. <laughs> <laughs> no bone bonus. No bone bonus. 
A 12's? A 12's not? It's not impossible. It's not impossible. 40%? Can I give Petey the help action by telling him to slay bitch? Say it in character. <laughs> Petey? Now, I wouldn't normally say this, but ever since you said it to Ro, I saw a, a bright spark in her eye and she looked like she was doing well. And I got something to say to you, Petey. Slay bitch. So that gives me advantage? Yes. <laughs> right, guys, we've all got to do it sometime. We've got a chain of slave bitches. <laughs> I rolled in that one, so thank you, Alex. That was about to be bad. And that's a 12. 12, bang on, that does it. 12 does it. Um, you are just, you feel yourself sort of letting go and your form shifting away from the, the, the form that it needs to be right now. Um, and then you hear Braxton telling you to slay back to you. You're like, I am that bitch. Your mortal enemy tells you to slay, you do it. You fucking do it, bro. Uh, I'm currently wrapped around Sky and Braxton, creating, like, I'm also cuddling you guys, so this is like a, you don't even need to say it that loud, you just need to whisper it against my ooze. Slay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Puts his lips right up against the ooze wall. You guys, <laughs> you speed down the streets, Moving in between breaking buildings and collapsing debris, you can hear Optifrust Prime charging behind you. Uh, I'm going to make a little roll to see how close he gets to you guys. Um, fairly close, but with you guys' rolls, you're able to stay just ahead of him as he keeps trying to grab you and missing. As you feel the sort of wind from that hit your back and gravel and dust fly up behind you. Um, you reach sort of the point of no return, the point where... You're going to have to hit the brakes soon, and so if you're doing the slingshot thing, Ro, uh, you're going to need to do it like fucking now um, for these guys to be on the correct distance from uh, Big Brother. Um, do you say anything just before you slam the brakes on the bike? I'm going to say, yeet! <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. You guys hear yeet, and that's your only prep that you're about to get fucking slingshot forward. Vroom! Ro, you slam the brakes on that uh, as you unfurl PT into a sail, I believe. Are you unfurling? I am unfurling into a sail. Uh, half of me is attached to the board, the other half is attached to Braxton and Sky in case they drop. Cool. And I am I right in saying, Ro, you're grabbing on to the bottom of this? Yeah. On such a high bad bitch roll, I'm not going to make you roll for that. <laughs> um, you're able to, you go yeet, and as it flies by you, you hold one robot arm up uh, and are able to grab onto it. Um, because I've not made the two of you roll, uh, Sky and um, Braxton, I'm going to need uh, a dexterity check from you both to stay balanced on the board. Just as we're about to, like, we hear the yeet, and I just look, look back at Braxton and I my hand on his hand on my shoulder and I just say slay bitch <laughs> I will son I will you can both have advantage I have a 16 anyway ah. um, Sky you can have advantage because he called you son Oh. with the advantage <laughs> I got an 18 what was it raw dexterity check yeah raw dexterity 23 nice you guys are able to cement yourselves on that board um, as you guys soar into the air closer and closer to the eye of Big Brother as you get closer and closer you feel the sort of monumentous weight of the task in front of you and you feel sort of like this is going well and 
by all accounts, this this plan so far shouldn't have went well. Um, so you're all sort of waiting for the the penny to drop, the sort of other foot to drop. Um, how are you getting into Big Brother? Uh, are you just smashing through the eye, or are you going to look for a sort of hatch or something? Yeah, look for. I'm not, I don't want to hurt the thing. I was really hoping that upon closer inspection, the eye was just like an open entryway. Anyway, um, can PT form two big eyes? On like the the head of, on like the back of the sail, so that he can see forward as he's. You've let me do a lot of tomfoolery today, Josh. This is beyond tomfoolery now. This is absolute hijinks. <laughs> this is hijinks. <laughs> Roll me a perception check with with disadvantage now. That is a fifteen. Fifteen. Um, you make two big bulbous eyes appear on the sail very horrifyingly you have a look, There's on a 15 there, there seems to be from your angle what looks like a little hatch eh, on the roof, you know like a submarine hatch but it's like you like, twist it around eh, you can sort of see that um, eh, sort of crank that would be there for that wheel that would be there at the top for that, eh, so you reckon that's probably a hatch to go in. Do any of you guys the spellcasters in the group have any way of creating fire? I have fire bolt. Don't fire bolt me. What I was going to suggest was if uh, you have some way of making fire in your hand or like creating heat underneath me, the hot air would, like a hot air balloon, continue to elevate me into the sky so that we can reach the. <laughs> if that again. You, you're sort of. You could probably reach it. I, I, you're going to have to probably jump. Um, from the board and try, sort of try to grab on just because it's like spherical so you're, you're hitting it at an angle coming towards a sphere so you're going to hit it at the angle see when we jump can there be a big like Michael Bay action movie explosion behind us please uh, yes there can be I'll think of a way to make that happen thanks dad you're welcome <laughs> um, so everyone if, that, is that, if that's what we're doing everyone roll me the dex check for that the D in DM stands for dad it does it does the dad master. I got a nat 20. Oh! For the sake of fairness, Josh, uh, I am in math. I do have all of my limbs wrapped around Braxton and Sky and the skateboard, and I'm just a big sheet. So I don't know if Disadvantage for all three of you. <laughs> oh no! I got a natural one anyway. Oh, you got a nat one? Yeah. Uh, 19. 12. Okay, uh, row on your nat 20, the bad bitch energy again, it's still right through your body. You sort of do like a gymnastic swing from underneath, triple backflip and then land perfectly exactly on top. Um, Sky, you got a 19, didn't you? Yeah. You are, you know, you are an acrobatic guy, the way you've trained and everything. You do a, a really sort of acrobatic almost sort of jump with a twist in it and land um, fairly stably. Um, what did you get again, Petey? 12. 12. 12, Petey, you're able to unfurl and the wind just sort of carries you enough to get there. It's not elegant, it's not graceful, but it's enough to get there. Um, on a nat 1, Braxton, when Petey gets carried from the wind, he unfurls uh, and sort of spins you around uh, to be facing the wrong way. Um, you still jump. You do not jump the wrong direction. You know where you're going, but you jump without seeing sort of tumble and fall and as you do you kick the uh, sort of thruster at the base of the skateboard the whole skateboard explodes firing you across 
<laughs> Firing you across. <laughs> Sam, I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck. You are going to take I've a lot of damage. I've never seen Sam so vexed. Josh had to ask for an explosion. And he's taken my spellboard from me. I'm sorry, I lost a sentient living creature today. And my hamster two days ago. We can build you a new board, Sky. Yeah, but my, my spellboard made me feel cool. Braxton, <laughs> you land in that sort of way where you just get your hands dug in on it. Um, you're going to take four points of damage just from the impact. Um, but you're able to claw yourself up. Um, for you, um, are able to claw yourself up, um, sort of coughing and wheezing, covered in sort of soot and smoke. Uh, 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 nothing easier, huh? That was a, that was a good plan. Uh, well done, everybody. Well executed. Some pilot you are. I was not piloting anything in this plan. I was a passenger. Uh, PT is still kind of like in rug, in like rug form, splattered against Big Ben, just like. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I miss bones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take Petey by the. If I see something that resembles a hand, that's not my hand. That's not my hand. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Then I grab him by the other thing that resembles a hand. Oh, that's not my hand either. Oh. <laughs> How many penises do you have? Well, that's a story for another time, Braxton. I'll interject here and say that this thing, this thing you're on is moving. This is a fully moving, like the whole thing is shaking and moving. Um, I'm going to say, Roe, just because you got an at 20, I'm going to say you've probably already got the the sort of hatch open. You're the strongest anyway, so you've probably, in that time, been able to open that, um, if that's what you would have liked to have been doing. Um, I'll allow it. Cool, you guys are free to dive in. Um, are we all clambering in? Oh yeah, it's mech time, baby. You all dive in through the hatch on the top of Big Brother's eyeball head. Um, as you look around, you see this place has been untouched for years. Uh, dust and silvery metallic cobwebs gather over sort of ageing control panels and what looks like large bookcase-sized processing units. Um, it's quite jarring, uh, the things you're seeing. The technology here is ancient, but only by like your standards, um, like the standards you're used to back home. Uh, but comparable to like the Victorian era stuff you've seen, the sort of cogs and pistons and and steampunk kind of looking stuff. This stuff here is like groundbreaking. It doesn't fit with any of that. I'm imagining the divine beasts from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you guys. All of you, if you would like, or anyone can roll me an investigation check just as you sort of look around and work out how to pilot this thing. I'm going to try and put all my stuff back on instead right now. Natural 20. Nat 14. 14, roll. I got 12. Okay, so I'll go through them in order as you guys uh, look around. Um, roll. You see a big sort of computer screen, sort of large screen at the far end, and you personally recognise that as like an old sort of AI unit, um, like a large screen that's got a flat green line running across it. Um, immediately you can tell that this thing's like long since dead, its files corrupted or erased somehow, perhaps, you know, millennia ago, it's hard to say uh, how long. Um, underneath it, sort of welded in, uh, the words Big Brother Unit 3.2 uh, just underneath that sort of AI um, Sky uh, as you are uh, looking around um, sort of just 
fiddling with stuff, pressing on buttons, you swipe some dust off of a control panel and you see a familiar logo, uh, the logo of Deadless Cop, the same logo from the dead asteroid uh, that you found in the egg that was on his suit. The dead astronaut. Astronaut in the asteroid, yes. That's a mistake from your boy. Um, <laughs> wasn't there someone else called Captain Orion's father was called Daedalus? Yeah, yeah. I remember there's someone in one of the stories you told that was called. So the guy's dad was called Daedalus. Daedalus O'Brien. So is the spacesuit, and so is this robot. Yes. And it was the captain who gave me the magic compass. It's almost like it's all linked. It's almost like I wrote this. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I thought you just sort of turned up like us. Yeah, I, I almost do. I like I, I do like the bare minimum required to get by. Um, <laughs> Braxton, on a nat twenty, you your eyes, you know exactly what you're looking for here. You see in the centre of the room what looks like the manual piloting system. Um, you know this system. You've seen things like this before. Um, first off the bat, you know that it's going to require two humanoids to pilot this. Um, as you see two exoskeleton suits suspended from the ceiling with a treadmill pad below them. <laughs> Gypsy danger. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba appears. <laughs> from the shadows like that, you've made it. Um, Gypsy danger. A Jaeger. <laughs> it seems, uh, as you know, that it will require two pilots working in perfect tandem uh, to pilot this thing effectively. I will turn to Ro and say, um, now, uh, no pair in our little party has a better connection than me and you do. We've been working together for years. We've been, you've been my co-pilot for years. You've piloted the ship many times. I'm confident that together we can, we can hack this thing and we can work it out and we can take down that, that dirty big fucking monster together. It wouldn't be the first big dirty monster we took down together. You guys approach it, um, and as you'd sort of thought before, but you now see as you try to hook yourselves into it, um, Ro can't be hooked into this. Um, you require a, a sort of living being with a sort of nervous system uh, to pilot this. That's racist. Josh is absolutely fucking against Braxton and Ro, like, fucking doing any piloting together. It'll come. It needs to be a big moment. This isn't a big moment? No, not yet. <laughs> it's preordained. Hey, uh, Braxton, you, you and the kid, you, you guys, uh, you're, not, you're not as close as you and Ro, but, you know, you, you, you guys are... You guys, you know, got that, like, I'm the older brother of the dead dynamic. You know, it might work. I mean, I was I was slightly horrified by Braxton's willingness to go along with the mock murder and the, the covering our own tracks by falsifying the, the serial killer and all that nonsense. But, but, I need to save the city, so let's do this. Great, I'm, I'm feeling confident now. <laughs> <laughs> My moral decisions will be put into question, and now I feel great. Are you guys hooking up to this then, the two of you? Yeah. I made yeah. a promise to a dead paddy wagon, and I'm not going to let that go lightly. So here's how this is going to work. You guys hook in, you feel the power of the robot sort of jolt back in. Um, Sky, you move your right arm, and you can feel the right arm and the sort of weight of that of Big Brother moving. Um, same with you, Uh Braxton, you can feel sort of left side moving. Um, as you do this, the big iris, uh, which is a glass panel, as you can see, it had been sort of fogged over when you came in. Now that this is booted up and all the lights start flashing around the manual control area, uh, area even the glass panel before you <sighs> clears, uh, and you can now see visibly before you um, the streets of Robot London 
and fire and flame burning as the giant frame of Optithrust Prime. I couldn't remember his name there. I couldn't remember my own fucking joke. Optithrust Prime uh, wreaks havoc and then turns to look directly at you and says, What's a tango without a partner, baby? And starts sprinting across the city towards you. Um, mechanically speaking, here's how this will work. Regardless of what you guys want to do here, it could be any skill, it doesn't matter. I need you guys to both roll the d20, and rather than rolling high, I need you to roll the same. <laughs> the closer you are to each other, the more effective it will be. Okay. So you don't need to get bang on. Like bang on the same thing as a d as a, as a nat twenty. Um, you can add any skill to this you want, um, regardless of what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? You could be like, oh, I'm using my you know wisdom to be like, you know, I I, I can do this and it'll help. You know what I mean? You can add whatever skill you like to try and cheese it. A little to try and cheese it a little bit, yeah. Because I'm a fair DM, but the closer you are to each other, the more effective you're going to be. So what is the plan here? Oh. We need to get PD and Row onto. Opto thrust. So that means maybe they they climb out onto the arm, and when we stretch out to do an attack, you know, we place you down gently on Opto thrust's shoulder, allowing the two of you to infiltrate him, pour that water, beer, whatever you want to do, all over his circuit boards. Maybe find hip thrust in there and kick the shit out of him. Oh, I'm gonna kill him. He's. I'm gonna uh, pick up his little body and throw it over the edge of his own robot. I'm gonna kill. Now him. you've all we've all got a claim to want to kill hip thrust. I personally find his dance style to be quite annoying. But I think if anyone's gonna kill him, it really should be Ro. Hey, Ro, do you wanna split it? I'd say more of a 70-30 type vibe. Okay, yeah. As long as I get to do something to his, to, to you know, his... Let, let me get the face. I do in the face, you do the rest, huh? Beatty, you can torture him as long as Ro can finish the job. That hey, sound fair, kids? Hey, nothing better, baby. All right, cork my gun. Cool. Um, Thruster, up to Thrust Prime, is like gaining on you, he's rearing back to hit you with an almighty punch here um, I'm going to give you the opportunity because it's cool to act beforehand, what would you two piloting like to do? I think we should try and dodge and then place Rowan PT onto hip thrust, onto opt- octo thrust. Cool, so are you guys climbing out into the hand of um, yeah, I'm going to so. say before all this kind of kicks off, you guys can sort of climb out onto the head again, and you two can pick them up without rolling, um, because you'll probably die. Since we've got, like, cool parachute shenanigans going on, we could just, like, throw them in the air and then let them parachute down. I would... I need to, like, take all my clothes off again, <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> I mean, we can if you want. It's up to you guys. It's Petey the Parachute. Yeah. Petey the Parachute Plasmoid. I could know that's too much. Seriously, I could make a hand glider out of myself, but I, I, I'm, I'm not made. I'm not made of play-doh. I can't do that much. I get a general rug-like shape. I think. Is I would allow you to do the parachute thing if you wanted. I feel like placing us on him is a bit like safer. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Big Brother has hands, which I didn't know he had. That you guys are able to get into uh, Big Brother's hands um, and you're fairly secure. It's not comfortable, but you are holding them in one hand. But it means if you're going to do anything, you've only got use of one of the arms of Big Brother because um, the other one's obviously containing your compatriots. Um, Big Brother is rearing back now to hit you. Are you guys trying to dodge? Yeah. Uh, no, not Big Brother. Optimus, uh, Optithrust Prime's going to punch you in the face. But uh, the two of you give me a roll um, to see if you dodge out of the way. So... Should we try and match, like, our bonuses? 
So do we say the roll initially, then try and match? So we'll say one of you, so Sky, you will always go first. So Sky, you can roll first and say what you got. Okay, okay, I, get, I dig that. Right, um, Sky is going to use his, let's go something that's fairly middle-ish. Um, Sky is going to go... Do we, ha- do we have to add a bonus? You don't have to, no, you don't have to. Oh. Maybe we take that. I rolled a 10. A soul meddling. Are you adding anything to that? No, just a 10. Okay, I rolled a 13 and I'm not going to add anything. Cool. Um, that's pretty good, man. Three apart from each other. Um, you're still getting the hang of this as hip, uh, elp, up. I can't remember my own fucking stupid joke. Optithrust Prime uh, goes to clock you in the head as you guys, at the very last second, dodge out of the way. It slightly catches the glass visor at the front, cracking it a little bit, um, but you don't take you know any substantial damage onto the, the, the robot as you dodge out of the way. Um, as you rear back up, you see a little voice box thing fall from the ceiling, presumably to speak through um, Big Brother. But then I would like to say anything. Uh, you've danced your last dance, uh, hip, hip thrust, um, baby. Time to... Oh, fuck, I'm not as good at this as he is. Uh, get punched in the head, you little fuck. <laughs> Sassy! Um, you guys, uh, give me another roll to see if you can punch. Are you punching with your punching hand or with the hand holding them to try and place them? Is it feasible to, like, punch place? I'll allow it. I'll allow it, but the parameters for you failing are higher, so you'll need to get closer together. If we fail, we squish Rowan P. Pretty much, yeah. You'll need to get, like, <laughs> the maximum you can be apart is three apart from each other for this, for that to work. Right, you go first then, Sam. Right, here we go. I am going to add a little negative modifier to that, make it a, a 16. Okay, I'm going to add a... I'm going to add my... You know, it's like a dexterous move that we're doing, so I'm just going to add my straight dexterity to make it a 16. Oh, shit! Yes! <laughs> Synchronization. You're so fucking uh, draft compatible. Um, you... <laughs> Uppercut fucking uh, Optithrust Prime. Whoa, not cool, little mama. Um, As you do that and you come up past his head, you bring your hand back down and are able to very expertly and very gently place uh, Roe and Petey uh, onto the top of uh, Optithrust Prime. Um, You guys land there and you see... um, a little window just off from you um, sort of the window you had got in originally is still there and still open you could climb down into that hey let's go gotta get this guy I'm going to need um, a one last roll from you two and big brother um, hip thrust is going to try and grab you with his big robot and pin you guys uh, as you drop them um, I'm going to roll a, it's going to be a contested strength check Um you guys have to beat his number and roll the same. It has to be strength. It can be dex, it can be dex then. Okay. So, is the same system I can choose to add or not add? Uh, strength or dex, you'd need to choose. You can both do it autonomously from each other, or separate. The maximum I can get is pretty low. Let's do is so I'll just add my strength, which isn't much at all, and it's an 18. I got a 7. That 
just does it. He rolled a seven. Um, so I'll say oh. that just does it. Uh, as you guys go for sort of separate approaches, um, as I say, Sky, you go to meet him head on as he approaches you and go to grab him, whereas you, Braxton, go for another slip. Um, you get sort of caught up on that, but you're able to just bring your hands up as you fall down onto one knee, but are able to push him back um, as Ro and Petey climb inside. Um, you guys get in there. The insides of Optithrust Prime are dark and cavernous twisting and moving malevolent shadows flickering dancing in the corner of your eyes and lenses um, this is a place designed by a cold-blooded killer who has proven time and time again to be one step ahead of you all maybe Ro being in here was all part of his plan from the beginning or so the thought crosses your mind the walls around you drip oil as you see the parts and faces of old and forgotten robots jammed together used to support the powerful machinery at work uh, for robots the concept of hell doesn't exist but if it did uh, it wouldn't look dissimilar from this anyone can roll me a perception check out of the two of you that's a uh, 12 there aren't any sort of paths or walkways in here uh, you can sort of tell this wasn't a machine designed for like a crew to pilot um, so as you move through you find yourself squeezing through like tight gaps um, sort of narrowly avoiding uh, being ripped to shreds by like rotating cogs and gears and being crushed by pistons and things um, you look around uh, and on your roll you see a collection of sort of large cables you assume taking like power and instruction perhaps to all of the mechanisms around you but they all follow back to a singular point in the ceiling uh, a large sort of cavity a hole they'll feed up into um, and you can only presume that that's uh, where the control room is up through that hole Petey can you stretch your little slime neck up there and have a little nosy around wait are you telling me you want me to go full giraffe <laughs> 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 oh yeah, baby. Petey makes the most uh, disturbing cracking noises. It's not his bone, the air between his bones escaping. It's just his bones hitting off each other as he like cracks his neck. And he just goes, Hee! and his neck grows really long and like a periscope to look up. Your head grows super fucking long. Um, you get about halfway there, man, and then remember that you have an X amount of, of mass you can work with here. This is like 60 feet in the air. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a boost. Can I put him on my shoulders? <laughs> you put him on your shoulders. You know what, Niall? Make a roll for me. Just a flat D20 and we'll see how close you get. It's in that one. <laughs> you don't get close. Um, there's still about another 50, 40 feet or something like that uh, to go. Hey, Ro, just hold me here. I got an idea. So the, the power cables are now underneath us? Yeah. I'm going to whisper this, assuming that he's, like, above us. Right, bro. I'm going to stay really long, but my I'm going to, like, snake down. Like, a big green brachiosaurus. I'm going to, like, lean my head down and whisper to Rowan and just be like, I'm going to pour the beer from my big jug right all over the power cables, all right? That'll short out the robot, even if it doesn't 
like, destroy it, he's gonna have to come down here and fix it. So then we'll hide, and we'll jump out, and we'll get him. <laughs> Is there somewhere to hide? <laughs> There's plenty of places to hide. What I will say, as you are saying this plan, Peter Rowe, you're looking around for context. This is a, you know, it's tight and stuff for you to get around, but this is on the scale of the Royal Albert Hall, this whole area. Um, so you're pouring the contents of, you know, a jug, a human-sized jug onto a wire that's like a tree trunk. Um, it's probably not going to do much to these wires. In my research into, pl- into plasmoids, plasmoids are in real-life terms are like... I, th- I can't remember, it was like months ago I looked at this. They were like uh, big conducting things of plasma that conducted energy or something like that. What I'm asking is, is PT conductive? <laughs> is this a suicide mission? <laughs> sure, PT's conductive, why not? Oh, oh, I was hoping it wasn't, because then if I was to cut it, if I, if I was to cut it with a steel rapier, I'm checking to see if I'm like rubber. Oh. I thought you were pulling like an Optimus Prime move, like put the plasmoid in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I have said um, before um, that Petey's sort of like flubber, and I can't remember whether flubber was conductive in the movie. Um, someone pull that up real quick. Was flubber conductive in the movie? <laughs> somebody, somebody with express knowledge of classic nineties. Robin Williams film <laughs> Flubber hit <laughs> us up I'm not seeing stuff about whether Flubber I'll make the decision when you do it and we'll just see what happens how's that? do these power cables look necessarily important? some yes some no there's like hundreds of them they connect to like everything there's not like one big one that's like break me and the thing will die you know what I mean? Okay, I think we. I think. Uh, hey, Ro, I can sit here slashing at cables for hours. I might get a zappity. That, that wouldn't be good for either of us. I'm sure you don't want to overload your systems. I think we just climb up. We just climb up here and we stab him. We shoot him. We gotta bite the bullet. Yeah, baby. Let's go. You guys start climbing up. I'm not gonna make you roll for it because it's not. It's not something that's like difficult. There's enough sort of like. Um, moving platforms and stuff making their way up, it's just it's tedious, it takes you a little bit of time, um, but you do eventually get up there and then climb in through the hole you hoist your way into the room, taking a second for your eyes to adjust from what was complete darkness to the slight glow coming from computer panels all around you um, you see a ramshackle workshop wires hanging loose from the ceiling, sort of half-finished robots lying in heaps strewn around you. The stench of oil is thick in the air. You push your way past the mess and debris, and at the far end of the room, sitting in a large metal chair, the glint of gold shining from his little hot pants, hip thrust. You get closer and feel a slight pang of nausea, pity, not raw because you don't have a stomach. As you make out the many wires and cables dug into hip thrust's arms and legs, tucked up underneath his fingernails and pried into his bust open chest. 
All of these wires are visible under the skin, running up to a single central point, his brain. His eyes are closed, probably for the best. What do you do? Bro, did he do this to himself? Well, he didn't look like this last time I saw him. Yeah. I mean, why would you... I get it, I get that he hates you, huh? But, like, why would you make yourself this, like, monster, but then not be able to see what you become, you know? Like, he would just... Is this how he wants to exist now? I mean, like, like we're arguing semantics here. You know, he's killing robots outside. Do you want me to shoot him in the face, or would you, like, hand roll my gun? Do you want to shoot him in the face? I mean, don't get me wrong. He was really annoying, but this seems pretty extreme, even for him. Yeah, I mean, even... Shooting him in the face, you know, I know we, we gotta kill him, but, like, again, it feels more like a mercy, you know? Uh, this, uh... This, this is fucked up. I, uh... Can I do an investigation check to see if he did this himself? Roll me an investigation check. That's only, uh... 11. There's no real way to know how he done it. There doesn't seem to be sign of struggle with it, so... You know, whether he did it himself or whether he got his robots from before to help him do it, um, you know, a long time ago. These little old wounds, this has been like this for like a while. Um, as you'd known before and you'd sort of surmised before that it wasn't actually him doing the the killings. He was sending out these sort of robot versions of himself. Um, on the 7, you sort of surmised that, that yes, this seems like he's... He, he wanted this to happen, to become part of the machine. He's controlling the machine through this. Ro, you notice a little note uh, just pinned uh, to the front of his little gold hot pants. I'm going to read it. You take the note and you read. I bet you want answers, groovy mama. Get all up inside this juicy noggin. You'll see it all. That's so nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a stomach. Robots don't have stomachs. Um, you sort of dig some of the cables away that are jammed into his, his skin and body and you have a look through over his head, through his hair, and you see on the back of his head a sort of bloody, like, hairy wound um, that seems to have had, like, an input. Um, sort of ramshackly, sort of, like, very... Um, aggressively jammed in there but the perfect size for you to plug into like you'd done with the robot victim previously I ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit here we go again ah oh, shit <laughs> can I do a little um, just not an investigation but can I take the butt of my gun and hit it where like the reflex thing is in the bottom of his knee to see if he reacts to it to see if you his body is still it. connected his body does not move, but you feel the 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 optithrust prime that you're in sort of like buckle a little bit. Um, you guys outside still sort of fighting away, um, and Big Brother. You guys are like knock 'em sock 'em robots out there, by the way. Um, you guys are going toe to toe with this thing. You see it sort of buckle a little bit at the knee, but you have no context for what that is. You gotta get all up inside hip thrust. I never thought I'd say that. I'm I'm scared. I don't want it to like fucking. Give me a virus. Right. Here's what we're gonna do. I'll give you a minute. Alright? 
uh, if you want more time, just tell me, but I'll give you some time. If I feel like you're not coming out, bang, I, I shoot him in the face and be done with it. And you'll come back and you'll be fine. But I'll give you some time, because, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't want to lose... I lost, I lost my bud today. I don't want to lose anybody else, you know. Uh, so, uh, I don't, you know, uh, you gotta be safe. So you gotta do this safely. Is there anything I can do to help you out here? Apart from shooting him in the face? I suppose we'll find out. Alright. Go get him, baby. Do you take the wire from the side of your own head? Vroom. And plug it in to the back of Hip Thrust's head, his skull. You feel a sort of squelch and a crunch as you dig it in there. And then everything flashes white for you. Peter, you see Rose's eyes sort of flicker and dull as her body still stands but goes limp. Row, you boot up. You look around and you find yourself in a pretty modern looking office modern for your time period the Daedalus Corp logo rests on a plaque behind a large oaken desk where a man with smart sort of slicked back white hair and a pinstriped suit slowly browses through papers on the floor beside him a small child with red hair plays with what looks like a little toy yacht you immediately understand that they can neither see or hear you. Um, you are in the playback of a memory and nothing more. This is something Hip Thrust wanted you and you specifically to see. Um, there's a knock at the door and in walks a small halfling man in a lab coat. He has cropped hair and wears big Coke bottle glasses. Um, the look on his face is that of uh, complete nervousness. Um, he looks very unassuming. There is one sort of item on his person that seems a bit out of place. He has a really shiny gold pen uh, tucked into his little pocket. And he says, uh, you, uh, you wanted to see me, Mr. O'Ryan? The man looks up from his papers and says, Why, yes, come in, Hipmandius. Uh, the halfling looks up and says, Please, sir, uh, hip is fine. Um, Mr. O'Ryan, as you now know him, beckons towards the papers. He was reading, he says, uh, Now, our research team dug these reports out of the archive. Now, they're quite interesting. They speak of a surveillance satellite that our company built long, long before I was in charge, of course, back in the time of my great-great-great-great-great-grandpappy, uh, Ulysses O'Ryan. Now, this device, uh, Big Brother, they called it. It was designed to uh, head out into the deepest reaches of space and find new and uh, unreached civilizations and report back on any unthought-of technological advancements they might have. Uh, an effort to expand the company's interests, and of course, uh, between me and you, the the prophets. <laughs> uh, they even fitted it with uh, some state-of-the-art uh, AI designed way back across the pond on Earth. Would you believe it? Hep uh, gulps and says, uh, well, <clears throat> what happened to it, sir? The mission failed, I'm afraid to say. 
Whatever faraway planet this poor thing crashed landed on had, well, not an ounce of intelligent life of any kind, but, well, it, it kept reporting back. Not with the, the groundbreaking and multi-billion credit technological ideas that we had hoped for, but with strange sort of poems, some might say, almost stanzas about the, the loneliness it felt being so far away from anyone or anything. <laughs> now ain't that something? Of course, uh, keeping a long-range signal of that degree is difficult, and not to mention costly, so they, they cut it off. Uh, really makes you think, doesn't it? As a, as a businessman, it, well, it can be hard to make that call. People say to me, how do you sleep at night? I tell them on a pile of 300 trillion credits. Now, answer me this, hip. If a tumor grows, you cut it out before it spreads. Isn't that right? And Hap nods his head, and he says, uh, Now that, uh, that brings me to why. You're here today. Much like a tumor, I'm cutting you out. Now, now, your designs are good. Your tech is sound, but it just doesn't sell. Now, what else am I supposed to do? Hap uh, looks down at the floor. You can see his little hands roll, sort of balling into fists and tightening. But he stands where he is. Master Orion speaks and he says, uh, The people have spoken and they want sexy. That's why we're releasing this next fall. And he clicks a button as the painting behind him fades into a screen displaying a very, very familiar looking robot. The Robust 9000. Ain't she a beaut? Thrust looks at the specs for that and looks at him and says, you're making a mistake. Master Orion looks at him and says, we don't make mistakes here at Deadless Corp. We make money. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, Mr. Thrust. As a hip thrust leaves, you hear him mutter, they want sexy. I'll give them sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you cut back to the real world, back into the cockpit of Optithrust Prime. What do you do? I'm gonna sort of projector that whole thing to Petey. You can show that all to Petey, you're able to sort of play that back. Yeah, yeah, this guy, uh. This guy had a bad run of luck, you know, um. But. That doesn't, I guess. I'll be honest, it garners no sympathy for me. Killed my favorite bird. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, this is, um, this ain't pulling on any heartstrings for me. Tell you what, I, uh, I hand roll, I, I don't hand roll my gun, I put it down the table. I say, um, you, uh, you already killed. Uh, obviously, it was an accident. I know we, we didn't know it was him. You killed Mr. Policeman. Police bot, sorry, uh, police person, bot, yeah. And, you know, I know you're a bit torn up about that, but if you want to kill Hip Thrust, that's up to you. You can kill Hip Thrust. 
if you want me to kill Hip Thrust, I'll kill Hip Thrust. But all I'm saying is, we don't really have a choice. This man is, he's killing hundreds of sentient beings at a time, and I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad plasmoid, but I, that's too bad for me, baby. So, what do you want to do? Um, I'll just show him. <laughs> <laughs> you hear what PA has to say, and before he can even finish talking, you've picked the gun up, cocked it, and you've got it held to the back of Hip Thrust's head. Is there anything you'd like to say to him before you pull the trigger? Lights out, baby! <laughs> you say that, bang, pull the trigger, everything around you starts to shut down. Um, Sky and Braxton, from the outside, you see this thing, this huge robot, rear sort of back to punch you, and then its hand falls. Um, it's still standing, so this, you feel, would be your chance to land a final sort of killing blow on it, as its, it's power source is cut. Hey, hip thrust! With breath like that, I know one dance move you could use. The floss! Oh my fucking god, bro. That was all oh. Petey can't hear. Petey's just watched Hipthos get his brains blown out, but something inside him cringes at that exact moment. He... Oh my god. And then he's like, no, Braxton, no, let's, let's do it. The two of you can roll me, a, roll me a little roll here to see if you punch him in the face. Just a little roll. And we're doing the same as before, yeah? Uh, yes. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna add my dex to this one and put it at a fourteen. I'm gonna add my dex and put it at a fourteen. Oh shit! You guys, did you roll a ten initially? I did. Oh, me too. <laughs> you guys cock back in perfect unison, like something out of a fucking movie, and sock uh, the Optithrust Prime clean in its fucking face, tearing a huge chunk of it out, uh, revealing. Uh, Rowan Petey standing in the cockpit area. Um, I'll put my little hand out. You reach the hand out as it falls back and starts to crumble. Rowan Petey, you're going to have to jump. Roll me a dex check. That's a two of the die. Are, are they within 60 feet of me? No. Aww. Is, I, is that a saving throw or a check? Check. Okay, then no proficiency bonus, so that's just a plus. That's a that's an eight. An eight? What did you get, Lauren? Bro, it's a straight up four. A four. You guys go to jump. You see this opening crack open, and the large hand of Big Brother come towards you, but things are exploding around you. Things are falling as you go to move out. The floor collapses just under you, and you tumble out rather than jump, and you find yourself falling at rapid speed through the air. Everything that's happened up until now, and I'm going to gather some dice for this, um, everything that's happened to you up until now has felt like a fever dream. Um, The things that you've accomplished just here in Robot London are more than either of you could have ever imagined. Um, You've saved the planet ostensibly. As you fall to what looks like something that neither of you will survive. And then you hear something. Squawk! 
Yes! As Meadow circles round from behind the crumbling Royal Albert Hall, just in time to catch the both of you. She's hurt, she's damaged, but she is still in the air as she takes you guys away into the sky, flying over the top of Big Brother, uh, as you see that. With a final thrust of the hip and an ear-shattering creak, the colossal bot topples backwards and comes thundering down onto his back, crushing entire streets under its immense weight as the light from the many windows on its head fades. It says one final crackled thing. Wow. You really (coughs) slayed me, queen. (laughs) And the lights go out. Um, Pete's not going to say anything. He's just going to hug on the meadow very, very tightly and try and stifle tears. As you guys sort of celebrate um, and sort of take in what's happened and, and feel a, a sigh of relief, um, we'll sort of skip ahead a little bit in terms of time. Um, the damage from what's happened on this day is immense. Uh, the streets of Robot London, although immensely grateful to you uh, for stopping the Wirechapel stripper are forever changed Um, a huge portion of its central area just lies in like a crater marked ruin uh, and rescue teams work day and night to recover anyone uh, trapped still under the rubble and the debris Um, the predicted death toll is in its hundreds of thousands a memorial is erected at the site of where the great Albert Hall once stood, a big steel angel, uh, the names of the identified dead emblazoned on its wings. It takes uh, a few days for all that's happened to be processed by Botland Yard, and although you are acquitted of any and all charges that might be presented to you, you're asked to sort of stay on planet um, just for a few days until all the paperwork and questions are, are, are asked. Um, is there anything anyone would like to do over the next couple of days, or what do you sort of think you would be doing um, for a few days on this planet? Big fat long rest. You all take a long rest. I think PT. Is um he's kind of not panicking, but he's starting to realise that for like the last like how many of our years he's been running the family, that you know, he's been operating outside of a conscience. He's kind of he's not he's not had to deal with the repercussions of what he's done, all because you know he's done it for family, he's done it for the business, but now everything that he's doing he's doing for himself and his own survival. So he's thinking that maybe he needs a change. And seeing, and he, he realised, looking back in the combat, how much he was, not inspiring people, but how much he was helping with his words, rather than with violent actions. I think PT is going to look for some sort of robotic musical instrument, and wants to learn how to play anything that he can find. Cool. Um, we can have a discussion about that outside of game and sort of what kind of thing you find but for the time being we say you do find something um, but you keep it private you keep it for yourself for the time being um, what about the rest of you what are you guys looking to do I'd like to search for um, Pipperty Popperton's crutch you spend a few days sort of helping out the rescue teams um, you know digging through the streets um, towards where um up to thrust prime had fallen specifically um roll me a little investigation check braxton 14 you 
are part of, by chance, the first team to manage to excavate into um, up to Thrust Prime and the remainder of that. Um, if you remember, that's where Pipperty Popperton, um, his, his body was left. You dig around inside as the team that are with you um, sort of split off and sort of try to salvage components. You make your way back to the area that would have been the stage you were on and you don't find the body of Pipperty Popperton but tucked away under a little chair um, you do find this crutch. I would just like to take that with me. Cool, you stow that away. Um what about you, Ro? What do you think you'll be doing over these sort of few days? Yeah, over the days, at some point, I'm going to show Braxton and Sky the files from Hip Thrust's head. Not that it makes a massive amount of difference to me, but do you know how it is? Yeah. For context. <laughs> you show them that, so you're all sort of clued up on that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Maybe i do some robot charity work. Do do some robot charity work. Um, you go out and do some canvassing with the Scrapvation army. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, You end up collecting, um, you know, thousands of bot coin um, to help the the orphaned, um, people that have been orphaned by this sort of crisis. Um, Sky, what do you think you'll be doing? Sky somehow manages to track down paddy wagons next of kin and gives them a portion of sky's earned bounty and just assures them that paddy was a faithful and good wagon right to the end his wife patricia wagon uh, bursts into floods of oily tears as you say that um as she puts a sort of like comically small compared to the size of a sort of wagon body uh, robot arms around her children um, Poppet and uh, Peter um, wagon um, who are like those little, you know those kiddie cars you get that are like red and yellow um, Those they're them, um, that's what they are um, except they're not plastic, they're metal because plastic, I don't know, probably doesn't exist here, who knows, um, but you tell them that and they seem sad but happier for knowing that and for you having having done that um in this time period um there is a ceremony and you are all made honorary inspectors of Botland yard uh, in a sort of lavish ceremony where the queen motherboard herself shut up <laughs> A huge sort of square unit uh, with a tiny crown on its top um, stands before you on a, a great stage and an even greater hall uh, surrounded by awe-inspiring gold walls and sublime sort of red tinfoil curtaining. Um, she stands before you all uh, and hands you a small device, um, a bronze box with a red button inside. And she says... You have done a great service to the metallic men, women, and urchin children of Robot London. Words cannot express the true level of gratitude I have for you. In this box is a guarantee that wherever you go, our proud city will follow. 
Push the button in your time of need, and we will be there for you. It is single-use, terms and conditions apply. Would you like to say anything? Yeah, PT is an anti-monarchist, so he's going to distance himself and just go, Fuck All the right. queen. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Very good, thank you. I'm going to stand up to the crowd and say, Now, I may be flesh and blood, but uh, my heart is steely and cold. Thank you, Robot London. They all erupt into cheer. Steely and cold, he said. Steely and cold. Um, as they all sort of shake hands and kiss each other and all that. Let's go, Robot Arsenal. <laughs> she turns to address the, Oh, you robot gunners. Um, she turns to address the large crowd um, that you've just addressed as they're all sort of riled up. She says, uh, Proud people of Robot London, a great tragedy has befallen us all. It is from the depths of my cold metal oil-stained heart that I offer condolences to the families torn apart by the giant death robot that assaulted our great city. Only through bravery and perseverance was this menace brought to justice. The bravery and perseverance of these heroes you see before you. Hold on, my notes cut out there as I was reading that. Because I pre-write all of my monologues, sorry to spoil that for the people at home. She sort of puts her hand on, on Braxton's shoulder. And of course, the many service bots out there as we speak helping with the rescue mission, should we not forget them. However, I cannot ignore the fact that without the guiding light of Big Brother, we surely would all have perished. This is why I have decided to abdicate from my position as your ruler. Yeah, baby! For too long has our church and state been separate. And so my final act as queen is to create a theocracy, appointing your new head of state as the church of Big Brother itself. Oh, that's not that much better. Oh, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> I knew Niall wasn't going to like this specifically. Um, you see four robot bishops with huge hats adorning their heads enter the stage on which you stand. The main one speaks up, and Peter, you recognise him as the robot you'd spoken to in jail. Um, and he says, Our regime's first order of business will be eliminating the further threats to this great city that continue to plague our streets and indeed below. Every able-bodied man, woman, and child will be expected to help us purge the city sores of the Rat King and his foul brood. Death to non-believers! As they all fucking cheer and, like, fucking hold up their, like, weapons and shit in the air. Oh, I don't like this. I think we actually beat them to that punch. Braxton! Braxton! Do we, uh... I, I gesture to the ring. Is it? Do we uh, mention that I, uh... I, uh, I, uh, I ended the life uh, of the, uh, the rat man. Do we say that? Do you think we'll get... Uh... Oh, man, I don't even know what this... But I don't want to get off of this fucking planet. <laughs> I don't care if they kill the rat king or Smile not. Smile and wave, Pete. Smile and wave. All right, baby. We're getting out of here. You guys book it and leave. Um, as part of your sort of reward and all the money you get given, you do get given all of that money, but you also are gifted uh, a lunar schooner, um, a sort of small spaceship... Uh, Looks exactly like a boat from the olden days, but like sleek and metal with wires and sort of cogs all around it. Um, the three 
uh, decorative masks and multiple metal sails sort of adorn it. Um, before it's ready to set sail, however, the dock workers priming it need a few details confirmed, uh, namely the colour scheme and the name you'd like painted on the side of it. How about, uh, Ro, you were, you took the the final blow, huh? What, what colours, like, scheme does Ro have? Oh, fuck yeah, she's pink and purple, baby. Should we call it the bad bitch? <laughs> yes. It's, just, it's too cool, it's getting called that. The robot workers fucking go straight to it. They spray paint this thing the fucking hottest pink uh, and sort of deepest purple imaginable. Uh, and then, like, sort of cursive uh, letters on the side, they write bad bitch. It's got, like, eyelashes on its blinkers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the dot of the eye and bitch is like a little love heart as well. Um Oh yeah. Oh, it's such a sleigh. <laughs> and in seeing that and having done all this, you guys can all level up before next time. Yeah, guys, I thought I'd sneak that in there. You can all level up. Um, you board the bad bitch and you sail off as the people of Robot London wave you away, tears and cheers uh, adorning all. You burst through the clouds and smoke and out into the atmosphere, past the many sailors and space trawlers keeping the planet spinning, each taking their hat off and bowing to you in respect. And then they are gone, and you are once again back into the wild and unpredictable torrent of the river. Your ship nimbly dodging tentacle and meteorite meadow circling alongside like an albatross. You have achieved something over the last few days for better or worse. You've left a city and its people changed forever and been hailed as heroes among them. They'll tell stories of you all. The strangers that fell from the sky and the demon that you fought against. Something that some of you might have wanted for your lives, uh, but none of you could ever have expected to become a reality. The further you sail from the planet, however, the more your smile fades, as the large and unrelenting torrent of the unknown universe lets a doubt creep in. Did any of it, the pain, the hurt, the death, did any of it truly mean anything, at least in the grander scheme of things? a tiny battle won and a war spanning all existence and then a much larger doubt creeps its way in will any of you ever see home again and that's where we're going to end the session for today yes on a light note G Willikers G Willikers Batman thank you very much everyone that's been tuning in Um, please Pay attention to the social media, listen to the shit we're posting, look at the stuff we're posting. Uh, we'll see you again next time. We've been Tartan Tabletop, you've been fantastic. Goodbye! Ooh. Bye.